Welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. This is Jason Garish, and uh hope everybody had a great holiday. Um, had a real good time with my family, being home with my uh, wife and my three-year-old, uh, getting to enjoy Christmas with him here in uh, Western Tennessee, which was really cool. Um, you know, once again, prayers going out to uh, Jim Ross, who's, uh, fin- I believe, finishing up chemo. Hopefully uh, everything goes well there, and... Uh, I heard that uh, Don Tony, another podcaster, just had a recent procedure he came through and did well with, so uh, hopefully everything's good there, um, and uh, congratulations on his uh, deal with Blue Wire, which uh, is a really cool network that um, that he had signed with recently, I don't think I publicly congratulated on that, so it's always good when a, a, podcaster does, a fellow podcaster does well, I'd like to hear that. Um, being the last show of 2021, which, uh, you know, it's, it's been a heck of a year. So, uh, so it's good saying farewell in a lot of ways, but, uh, being the last show, I'd kind of like to do kind of a year end wrap up kind of thing because, uh, a lot happened in, uh, in wrestling and I'm not, I can't come close to covering everything but i can kind of go through the things that i enjoyed or stood out to me and and uh was uh memorable to me and uh some i'm happy uh, happened most of them are happy it stood out to me like i said things that there but yeah but um you know a lot of things did happen so uh let's get right uh right in it and uh first thing that really stood out to me and that I remember from 2021 was CM Punk's debut at the first dance on Rampage, August the 20th. Um, you know, we'd been hearing rumors, and we pretty much knew that he had signed with AEW, but it was still kind of up in the air and unsure. But, uh, but you know, he heard that uh, cult of personality come out, and I, I didn't. I was watching it live, and I didn't even hear the the music hit i just heard the crowd react and kind of instantly knew it was punk so uh that's one of my favorite wrestlers i was uh hoping he'd eventually get back to wrestling and he did which uh makes me happy really cool i'd always uh like i said always been a big fan of his and uh and uh especially it was kind of cool uh being having another wrestler i mean a wrestler to identify with who was straight edge also and uh and uh and living that lifestyle and uh just kind of living the way that punk does and uh and i'm you know he tried the the ufc thing and i'm not gonna begrudge him at all for that because if an opportunity like that comes along you gotta take it and i i don't i don't blame him at all for uh for working his butt off and trying to get into that even though it was at you know kind of accelerated age but uh but still if if a giant opportunity like that comes along you gotta grab it and uh you know make a boatload of money and uh and try to compete at a sport that you love i don't blame him at all so a lot of people kind of degrade him for that but i don't not in the slightest i i, I applaud his effort in that and you know even though he wasn't very successful hey he he gave it a shot and but seeing him back was really cool and uh it's already sparked some great feuds you know his uh match with darby allen the whole thing with uh 
with uh you know with any of the especially now with mjf geez uh i mean listening to those two guys go at each other verbally has been great so so yeah cm punk debuting you know eddie kingston also the feud with him was was (laughs) unbelievable i wish it went on longer because they had some great promos between each other and now Kingston, I mean, he's going up against some of the best talkers in the business right now. You know, Kingston, MJF, and then, uh, you know, and the thing with Darby, Darby Allen to start off with was, was really cool just because I thought they would, I knew they'd have good chemistry together and they're, they're kind of, they have some similar paths with the straight edge lifestyle and, uh, and kind of the punk attitude. So, uh, so I think personally that made a, a real good, uh, first opponent for him but but yeah i think they're doing it right with the slow build and not really uh not giving him a shot right away but uh because he's still obviously shaking off some of the ring rust and there are times in there when he looks like he's he's a little blown up you know and so seven years out of the ring will do that to you you know it's uh it's not an easy thing people People take that for granted, you know, think you can just go in the way you can, but uh, but he's been able to do it, and he's been doing well, and he's been doing it smart. So seeing him debut on Rampage at the first dance in Chicago was, was unbelievable. You know, right behind that would have been Brian Danielson's debut at All Out. I mean, hearing the music hit at the very end, you know, when we had already had some some debuts on that show, it was it was. Because at the end, you were kind of starting to wonder, is he going to debut? Is he not going to debut? And then when he comes up, comes out and uh, and does his thing and, uh, and debuts, it, it was really cool. It, it built suspense right up to the end, which uh, and it paid off. That was a great, great pay-per-view. That all-out was uh, incredible, and that was definitely, you know, stood out to me. Stood out to me as... Uh, as one of the defining moments of AEW and uh, probably the best pay-per-view of the year. I, I really think that was a great pay-per-view. And then the next one kind of relates to that too is uh, happened that winter is coming was the uh, page versus Danielson uh, draw the one hour draw great match, exhausting match. It was kind of weird the way they booked it at the beginning of the show, but, but the match itself, you can't, you can't fall. I mean, a lot of people kind of talk about Adam Page's style and, and degrade it. I, I, I think it's great. I think his style is, is great. It's got that kind of brawling slash technical, which is I've never quite seen before. It's really cool. I like it. I mean, it's kind of like a wrestler who knows what he's doing technically, but he's got the cowboy attitude. So I, I think it works out great. And I thought that was a great match. And both guys really uh, gave it their everything and uh, looked great in the ring. So, I mean, uh, the only thing I question is is where they positioned it within the uh, show, which was kind of funny. Having it the first match, that could have been disastrous. I, I was waiting for people to riot, to tell you the truth. But, but I can't fault the match itself. The match was great. Um, and then, uh, you know, previous to that, actually, November 13th at Full Gear, Page winning the uh, the title finally after that slow build with the uh, booking between him and Kenny Omega that that was I thought that was a great payoff you know and uh, they didn't 
hot shot it. They didn't rush it. They let it let it go its course and took their time. So I I really like that, and I like Adam Page. You know, I'd like to see him on more, and I'd like to see him cut some more promos and kind of develop his promo ability a little bit more. But but I I like the feud between him and Omega and how it how it was a slow burn and slow build. You know, that's something that AEW needs to do a little bit more. My only problem now is they need to have Adam Page on more because he is the 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 champion. So that's my main complaint. You know, um, I'd like to, and I'd like to see what they further do with the Brian Danielson feud between him and uh, hopefully that builds up to uh, to another match down the road. But I hope they don't hot shot that and I hope they don't rush that. So, um, but yeah, here's looking to that. I. Another real defining moment for AEW to me was um, the Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa match. Um, my wife and I were fans of Thunder Rosa when she was in NWA. And when she debuted on AEW, that that was really... We popped big time for that. We marked out for that because... Seeing her on the national television and seeing her on a much wider stage, a much bigger stage, I should say, um, man, it's real happy because she deserves it. And she's one of the best female wrestlers out there. And, and we were real happy to see that. And the the match that she, the unsanctioned lights out match that she put on with Britt Baker was, was great. I mean, it wasn't the greatest technical match, but the match itself told an awesome story and it did what was designed to do, which was make Britt Baker this massive star. And she has become an incredible massive star since then, you know, uh, and become the face of AEW's women, uh, division, you know, being the champion and going through that, that was kind of her. I mean, that I've seen the, the, the t-shirts I've seen the memes. I mean, that was really her, Austin defining moment like when um when um you know Steve Austin was put into the the sharpshooter with the crimson mask and the blood dripping down uh, and didn't give up and just passed out I mean that was kind of I mean that was in some ways comparable to Britt Baker in some ways because she really put on a show and really showed that she was willing to sacrifice for her sport and uh do what she had to do you know um so i mean that that was great right there uh and that's a that was the defining moment of 2021 for me you know and um another one just happened just recently at in greensboro north carolina the the sting cm punk darby allen versus rtf and mjf you know um seeing cm punk pay tribute with the surfer style um uh paint was really cool really cool and then seeing the incredibly detailed face paint that sting had with the uh the cm punk with the crossed hands and the uh the straight edge x's on his hands was was just a really cool moment um i mean the match itself wasn't anything amazing but it was fully entertaining and it, it just gave you one of the another one of those moments that you're going to remember for a very long time 
You know, you, it's not going to be a five-star match by any means, but but it was fun. It was great. You know, seeing CM Punk pay, pay tribute, sorry, seeing, uh, you know, Sting kind of passing the torch to him, paying tribute, and having Darby Allen the next generation there and kind of the one of the cornerstones of AEW, one of the pillars was was tremendous and then seeing that happen against you know rtf and and um mjf um was was really really a cool moment um there was one terrifying moment in there i shouldn't say one there were actually a couple terrifying moments uh there was one where um mjf landed on his head after sting threw him out of the ring luckily i think uh i've i don't remember exactly who whether it was uh dax or whoever uh uh caught him really i mean uh, there are a couple of people at possible fault there i think sting could have been a little less zealous with his throw i think because he kind of over rotated but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put the blame on sting and the, and they could have done a little bit better ca- job of catching him because he kind of over rotated coming out of the ring and then landed right on his head but uh, it it appears as if MJF is fine. I'm I'm really grateful for that. Thank God for that. But um. But yeah, um, that was that was a really uh kind of a mark out moment, really defining moment for 2021, to me. Um, you know WWE having uh live crowds again in July, the Friday Night SmackDown first episode with with live crowds. I mean that was uh. That was a defining moment in 2021. That was really cool to see people up and about and uh, attending live events. Again, that's um, something that's uh, huge for wrestling and, uh, you know, huge for for WWE. And just to be able to have live events with actual people instead of uh, television screens uh, propped up in the monitors, propped up in the... Uh, the stadium so that was uh that was a definitely a defining moment in 2021 for me which uh being able to see uh people again i mean you know AEW had done kind of their thing up until that moment they really uh did it well and i i applaud them for that but um you know especially when they initially just had the wrestlers out and then they started incorporating crowds a little bit more and then they kind of they did a good job of that all along, but but then when WWE started return, you know the big dogs started returning um, people there. That's um, that's that was definitely uh, when things started turning around a little bit for for live events and for live sporting events and whatnot. I mean, another event that stood out to me in 2021 was Ring of Honor's final battle. You know, it happened on the 11th of December. I mean, seeing Braun Strowman, seeing RTF, uh, you know, um, FTR, I should say, wow. I've been saying RTF, I think, the whole time. FTR, wow. I apologize for that. Uh, um, FTR um, um, showing up and seeing the vignettes paying tribute, that was um, that was definitely a really cool moment. Um I mean, it's sad. It's sort of melancholy because Ring of Honor, in my opinion, meant a lot to wrestling history. I mean, Ring of Honor will somehow be in some new incarnation, but 
what it will be, we have no idea. So I it really felt like a farewell and a send off, and I don't know if that's the case or not, but we shall see. I mean, they did release all of their wrestlers from contract, so it kind of feels like a farewell. It kind of kind of feels that way, and they allowed with the different vignettes, pre-recorded vignettes from from um, various uh, people from various promotions. So that um, that uh, uh, that's definitely was a, a standout moment for me for twenty twenty one. Um, I mean, another one that me personally, I, I enjoyed was, uh, most Malachi Black's, uh, debut on the, on the seventh, because we didn't know that his non-compete clause was up. We didn't realize that it was only 30 days as opposed to 90. So when he showed up after posting a really great vignette online on his YouTube, uh, page, then to see him show up, I believe it was the following day on AEW or some somewhere around there, was was incredible. Um, I've I'm a huge fan of his, and and hopefully he'll be able to do some of the things that he couldn't do under the confines of PG television. You know, this is going to allow him a much um, more free, kind of a bigger canvas to work with. So a much uh, much freer um, reign on his character. So so I think that's going to be really interesting. Unfortunately, he had to go through Cody Rhodes, um, which I don't know what they're doing with Cody Rhodes now because he's getting booed and they just gave the TNT title back to him. So I have no idea what's going to happen with that. That's just uh, if they don't start turning him heel, I think they're going to have a tremendous uh, problem on their hands. But. But getting back to Malachi Black, yeah, I'm real, really for looking forward to the whole House of Black deal and um, seeing what he comes up creatively with. I think that's going to be down the road. That's going to be really cool. I think another thing that's uh, once again getting back to All Out, you know, the Ruby Soho debut, hearing her music hit with and people instantly recognizing it, knowing who it was. I mean. She's a much bigger star in AEW than WWE, and she's one of those people I felt was always underutilized in WWE. And seeing her go to to AEW was 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 really uh, really made me happy. I mean that that's some of the moments that stood out for me in 2021. I mean, um, there's a lot more, and there's a ton of things that are happening in wrestling, but those are the ones that stood out to me. I mean, if I had to. If I'd go with a wrestler of the year, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do this on on the spot off the top of my head. Um, I mean, if I know it's gonna sound weird, but if if I did this go to with an overall wrestler of the year, it would be close between like Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. To tell you the truth, and I'm not a big Roman Reigns fan, but I think he's revived his his revived and revitalized his career. At this stage, you know, teaming with Paul Heyman, doing the whole head of the table bout bit, I should say, um, has done wonders for him. I think I think they should have turned him heel years and years ago because I think this is the part he was meant to play. I mean, do I think he's the greatest wrestler in the world? No, but uh, but he gets ratings and people tune in to watch him, so you can't argue with that, you know. Um, and when he gets teamed up against 
better wrestlers. He does do his part and put on a good show. I mean, so, you know, he looks like a million bucks, and he's got a lot better on the mic than he used to be. So, I mean, he's one of the most improved wrestlers, and, and like I said, I mean, this fits his personality, and this is the way they, they should have gone a long time ago. So, I mean, he's, when you combine that, you know, with, like I said, with the Paul Heyman, the whole Usos, um, you know, that that's a hard argument right there to make for, you know, wrestler of the year. You know, and the only reason I say Kenny Omega is because at one point in time, he held the Impact AAA, uh, AEW, and I think at one was he holding one of the New Japan belts or something. I mean, the guy was uh, was a champion everywhere. So you you really can't argue with that. I mean, you could say, hey, he's. <sighs> He he does have some shortcomings and some flaws. I mean, uh, he does kind of over rely on being and making things a, a spot fest. I'm hoping that as time goes on, he grows up and matures as a wrestler. He's gonna kind of like kind of like AJ Styles did and learned. He's gonna have to incorporate more mat wrestling and more pacing and more storytelling into his style. You know. Um, I kind as much as I hate to admit, I kind of like the the whole thing with him with the with the new with the um the young bucks and the and you know the good brothers and and the whole Don Callis thing. I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, um, when like when Don Callis was talking for him, I enjoyed it. And then he would just interject little things, you know, because because Omega can come off kind of goofy at times, you know. Um, but um. But when he has those other people around to kind of rein him in, it, it helps out tremendously, especially with Callis. He, he really emerged out of nowhere to kind of, uh, kind of put on a, become a great manager and put on a good show. So I mean, uh, so I mean for those two right there, it kind of have to be in discussion a wrestler of the year if uh, if I'm gonna go that route. I mean, and AEW, wow, it, it's it's hard to decide on a wrestler year but he would probably have to be it um you know because there's there's a lot of people in that mix that you could kind of throw into things and uh man that's a that's a tough call you know it's not like like if you look at some other promotions like you look at nwa for instance you know um you gotta say nick aldis because he carried the banner for so long and uh and did such a great job, um, but but you look at AEW, it gets a lot lot muddier because there are a lot of guys that are doing a lot of great stuff there. So, but yeah, you kind of have to uh, put Kenny Omega into that discussion at the very top. You know, um, I mean, for women's wrestlers, I off the top of my head, I mean, for WWE, I'd have to say Charlotte Flair has to be the the standout because she carried the banner while becky lynch was gone she did a great job of it and helped out um i think was was it this year she went down and helped out nxt i mean it was just she carried uh that that women's division a lot and then um i mean in in aew it's kind of for me it's kind of a toss-up between um i i'd say Britt baker has the edge Britt baker but uh but thunder rosa definitely helped put 
a lot of people on the map too. So, I mean, she's got me in that discussion. Britt is just kind of a tiny bit above because she's in a position being booked to be a tiny bit above right now. But I think if you put the belt on Thunder Rosa, she'd be equally as, um, as impressive, you know, if not more, because she, she's a better wrestler, quite frankly, and she, she can do a lot, you know. She was down here in Memphis not too not too long ago, and uh, you know people love her. She's she needs to be highlighted a lot more, and hopefully hopefully I'll put that TBS belt on her to to showcase her even more because she's she's kind of being I, man. I I don't want to say she's being underutilized, but I I think they need to put her on TV more. They really do, because um, I think she could she could help out that women's division. She already has helped out that women's division. That women's division has improved exponentially since the debut of AEW. Um, that's uh, and it's because of partially a great part I think because of her because she's helped make some stars in there. Um, you know, and Serena Deeb has helped out tremendously too. You know, and those are two people from NWA that um that came over that just just done done absolute wonders for the AEW women's division because initially that division was extremely weak on the uh the premiere of AEW and that was something they were seriously lacking and they should have trolled the uh, the independents a lot more than they did and try I don't know what they were thinking when they debuted with with some of that and that ended up putting the belt on Rio which uh, Heck of a wrestler, but man, it's hard to watch somebody that size go up against people like Nyla Rose and be uh, convinced and have a suspension of disbelief. You know, you're looking at her going, how in the world could she ever face off against uh, much bigger, stronger wrestlers? I mean, it worked for a little while, but not really. I mean, she was green herself, and she didn't know how to handle television either. I mean, she'd be looking in the wrong camera after a match so it couldn't find her even find her own camera so it was, it was the the women's division aew has has increased in quality exponentially and and that's well like i said uh that's one of those um one of those things has happened because of the influx of some of the talent they've added you know people like ruby soho thunder rosa um serena deeb you know that's that's increased things um very much so you know those are kind of my picks and my thoughts on the year of 2021 wrestling i'm sure is i'm not sure i mean there are tons of other events that have kind of uh, made their mark and changed the course of wrestling in 2021 but those are ones that personally stayed with me and and rung out to me and uh, affected me personally and kind of i enjoyed personally uh a lot of the stuff i mentioned so there's ones that changed the course of wrestling for me and that like i said there's a ton more because 2021 was it was a busy year for wrestling um but here's looking at 2022 hopefully things get a lot better hopefully uh hopefully everyone stays safe we're gonna start to wrap things up but before i do i'd like to give a shout out to some people Give a shout out to uh, Lucky Lady Candles. Um, look them up on Facebook and on Etsy. And uh, once again, I've I've personally used their product. It's it's really cool. Um, some really cool candles, handmade. You know, help out some uh, some local uh, you know local uh, small business owners in in Western Tennessee. So uh, so look them up. You know, I'd like to also give a shout out to uh, Then and Now. 
monthly market where you can go and purchase one of my CDs there, and you can purchase some other mem- uh, merchandise that we've uh, we've got for sale there too. Um, pretty soon, hopefully, I can get some Crushing Kayfabe merch out there. I'm looking at uh, possibly doing some screen printing in the future here. I've got a lot of the equipment uh, I need to do it with, but I've got to got to fine tune things and get that going. So hopefully, I can print up some uh, Crushing Kayfabe uh, merchandise. But in the meantime, if you want merchandise from Crushing Kayfabe, go to the website and click on the shop. And that will bring you to our Cafe Press uh, website, our Cafe Press store. And that will, um, you can buy, I should say, you can buy some uh, some shirts there. You can buy uh, some various uh, uh, Crushing Kayfabe related merchandise. And the website for us is crushingkfabe.com crushing with a k so crushingkfabe.com you can go there and my website is uh jgear.com j a y g e r r.com and you can send me messages through there you can um you can uh listen to some music and uh see where I'll pre- be performing next and uh that would be um that'd be great check out those websites out and once again getting back to then and now in uh, downtown Trenton, Tennessee, check them out. Like I say, you can get some of our merchandise, some of the merchandise that my uh, my wife, some crafts that she's personally made, you know, handmade herself. You can purchase those at our booth down there, and you can purchase a ton of other great locally made merchandise or some new merchandise that's there. So you can pretty much get uh any, everything down there. I mean, um, and tell them that Crushing K Fabe sent you. All right. And uh, let's see, uh, definitely um, check out uh, Jimmy Rave's uh, GoFundMe. His uh, family has put up a GoFundMe to cover uh, expenses associated with his death, you know, the funeral costs and whatnot. So uh, so go there, go check out GoFundMe, do search for the Jimmy Rave, and there should be um, his, I believe it's his daughter's posted uh post the account on there create a page on there i should say so check that out and if you and if you got any money um you know uh feel free to to help them out because it's a very sad situation with them and the guy who uh, contributed a lot to uh wrestling and uh and the treatment of substance abuse too he um he had set up a clinic and whatnot and uh was a triple amputee and unfortunately, I don't know the details. I don't know if they've been released yet, but uh, but he lost his uh, his life in December. So uh, so yeah, if you can help them out, that would be awesome. And uh, aside from that, you know, hope everybody had a great holiday. Uh, here's looking forward to New Year's. You know, everybody have a safe, happy new year's day new year's eve and uh you know god bless and uh tune in next week thank you so much goodbye